Serbia's attack was suicidal. Max Verstappen, you are a race winner. You like my face? You like it? Hello and welcome to another episode of Back of the Grid, the Formula One podcast that while being at the back of the grid, we may at least start in front of Stoffel van Dorn after his 65 place grid penalty. <laughs> yeah. um, in a week that sees Sebastian Vettel sign a new three-year deal and Lewis Hamilton equal Schumacher's pole record of 68, I am joined by Stu Greenwood. Hello. And uh, Chris Evans. Hello. How are you both? All good? Very good, thanks. Very good, very, very good. Refreshed after a bank holiday weekend. Yeah, happy yeah. to be back in the world of Formula One. It yes. feels a long time, doesn't it? Even it does, though we yeah. did the season review a week ago, <laughs> yeah. well, mid-season review a week ago, it still feels a long time. Mm. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And my opinions on a lot of drivers have changed a lot since that <laughs> mid-season <Yeah>. review <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, mine too. All based on Spa or just in general? <laughs> uh, a lot happened this weekend. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's some interesting talking points. Yeah. Um, so 65 uh, grid places. That's a that's a interesting talking point that we open on. Yeah, yeah. The thing the thing I think to point out just before we like go anywhere near the race is the fact that Massa had a penalty for yellow flags, ignoring them. Ericsson and Verline had gearbox penalties. Kvyat had a power u- unit penalty, which was about 20 places. <laughs> Stoffel just got every penalty the Anderson and got 65. <laughs> you can get. And I think Palmer had a penalty as well, didn't he? Gear- but somehow gearbox. looked out and was above them. It was a gearbox. He, Palmer was doing that. Palmer had a decent, decent weekend other than his race. He did, yeah. Race. He had a great Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Um, I had to... You can't tell sorry for Stoffel. It was like three consecutive days. The news stories were Van Dorn gets a new uh, contract at McLaren. Stoffel has a nice new shiny helmet for his home race. Stoffel has a 65 place grid penalty. <laughs> oh, savage. <laughs> yep. I think it was his it was birthday like... over the weekend as well. Oh, man. I, th- I think it was the day after, you know. I think so, the yeah. after the race. Poor guy. Um yeah, he was like he was, he was starting in France by the time he'd finished, wasn't he? It's Pretty ridiculous. much. Yeah. I think um, uh, one of the commentators said that he would have been back down at like one of the, I think the third from last corner. He would have been at if they started actually measuring the grid penalties if you went yeah. further than last place. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the only thing it'd be is how would you know when to go? You'd have to be told, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Radio, on the radio. Yeah, just a bloke with a walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can go now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that all that eventfulness before the race. I suppose the other eventfulness before the race was Hamilton equaling Schumacher's pole record with sixty-eight pole positions now. Yeah, and it's slightly quicker than Schumacher. Yeah, yeah, which is surprising which, actually. Really surprising. Yeah, lead, leads to some debate, I think, because some always claim that Hamilton's always been in a championship capable car every season. That's true. Compared to Schumacher, which I suppose is well, fair point. Mm. But uh, I can't obviously Hamilton's done it in two hundred. Schumacher was I th- I'm probably gonna be wrong here, but I think it was two hundred and forty three or something like yeah, that. It's yeah. about forty something difference between the two, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean so. given that he started his career in a Jordan and then he went to Ferrari when they weren't all that good, it sort of makes sense. But then, you know, Hamilton mm. spent a long time at McLaren not doing anything. True. As well. Then again, Hamilton, I don't think Hamilton's had a season where he's not had a pole and a win. Certainly a win. Um, he's mm. definitely had pole positions in almost all, if not all, seasons. Mm. His first season at Mercedes wasn't filled with glory, though, was no, it? No, I think... Was a, that was a fairly average season. I think, I think he had, like, a win in that season. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, impressive all the same. I think that yeah. a lot of people will start to appreciate him more once he's not in the sport. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah. it's more the fact that he's still there. That I don't know. I I feel the same about Schumacher. I appreciated Schumacher a lot more after he retired. It's always the way, isn't it? It's like as yeah. soon as um, 
I don't know, if Verstappen or Ricardo suddenly start winning everything, people will start hating them because <laughs> that's just the way it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember thinking Vettel was awesome and then he started winning everything. It's like, oh my God, go away, Vettel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now he's not winning everything, but he's challenging. He's awesome again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apart from... No, I'll not mention that. Yeah. <laughs> his temper. His temperament. Yeah. We'll just say his temperament. Yeah. Um, so, onto the race itself. I suppose the first real incident of note, other than the start itself, was the first of many incidents between <laughs> Perez and Ocon going into a rouge, wasn't it? Yes. The yeah. first was... there. Were th- who were they three wide with? It was... It was uh, Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg, yeah. Yes. Um, it so was Hulkenberg's I... going down the outside of uh, of Perez, and Ocon's going down the inside of Perez, going down the straight leading up to Eau Rouge. Yeah, and it looked to me like Perez had more of an eye on Hulkenberg. That's exactly what did, I was about to say. Yeah, than he did on yeah. o- Ocon, and Ocon was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. And I think he was very lucky that it was pretty much sidewall to sidewall on the wheels if he had been yeah. interlocked yeah, yeah. he would have been oh. in orbit by now yeah that i mean it was a scary i mean he, he got about a foot of air yeah when, it's a miracle um, his car kept going after that to be honest with you yeah i mean those, they, they make them out of strong stuff those force indias don't yeah they really they've really got to with those two <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it was it was lucky like you say that it was sort of wheel to wheel in as direct a sense yeah. as it was, I think it could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for that. No, but that was just the appetizer. That was yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there's more teeners up for what was to come. Yeah. Um, it didn't take long for both Verline and Max to disappear out of the race. Either did it? No. I think yeah. Verline actually tried to get going again at one point. It looked like they were going to t- send him back out again, but it never quite yeah came to anything. It was really. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what his failure was. No, I've no idea what Verline's failure was. No, but, um, Verstappen's was a um, he his engine just basically shut down. I think. I think. It's what well, I mean. yes. Yeah, it didn't so, blow up or anything. It just so what's yeah, come out off. today was that after all of his engine troubles uh, this year, I mean, I guess the Renault engine in general, but him in particular, the Renault engineers put a kind of failsafe in the engine. So if it was if there was a problem that was going to cause it to blow up, this failsafe would shut down the engine to stop them losing a power unit. Yeah, uh, makes sense. And it was this failsafe that kicked in. Um, I think it was a... Probably on the spark plugs, I think, in one of the... It's like a misfire on the cylinders. Oh. Failsafe kicked in, shut down the engine. Uh, when they got the car back to the garage, apparently they literally unplugged the spark plug, plugged it back in again, and the engine started up first time. Oh. Um... Of he told, uh, I think it was like the Dutch uh, media that he would rather have an engine blow up on him than have it just shut down for no reason. Yeah, yeah I've seen that quote as well. I suppose the only, the only slight problem with that is once they're very limited on engines, aren't they? Once the combustion, yeah, then gone, again, his season's only got four left. But... His season's been over for a while as it is, so he probably yeah. doesn't really care by this point he'd probably be glad of a 10 place penalty just to give him a bit of fun yeah yeah Seems he's got nothing else to race for this year yeah well i mean would he even get past lap eight <laughs> if even if he was in the pack you know like... yeah he'd spend eight laps overtaking everyone and then stop yeah yeah it's like going it's like going to do some go-karting with your mates on a weekend in london you, you, just as you're getting into it oh we've got to stop <laughs> and it's over uh he's not a happy boy though um him and his dad no. were both uh had some choice words about the situation there. Yeah, his dad looked really cheesed off. In the understandably, did, yeah. really, really, really cheesed off. Whenever anything happens to Verstappen, his dad always looks so angry. Yeah. In, in a sense, I think it's not a miracle, but it's really surprising that he's still holding on to sixth in the drivers' side. Yeah, it really, really is because he's. Like the only people above him are the Ferraris, the Mercs, and his teammate. That's it. Yeah. He's I'm, still. Like, I'm really surprised the constantly finishing Perez and Ocon haven't caught him up yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still completed the least laps of anyone on the grid. Yeah. It is by the skin of his teeth. It's 67 to Perez's 56. Yeah. So yeah, only 11 points. What What about Kimi's 10 second stop go that was kind of caused mm. by? 
Max being pulled up. It was related to that. It was officially for him not slowing under the double waved yellows as the car was being removed yeah, from the track. I've seen some people try to say this was over the top. I mean, obviously, Kimi was livid about it and he was moaning about it afterwards. But, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry, isn't it? There's double wave yellows. You slow down. Like, that's yeah. the most basic of rules. Every yeah. Everyone else who went past ahead of him slowed down. And you look at the yeah. onboard, he just kept his foot planted all the way through. So, yeah. For all he knows, there could be oil on the track. There could be a car parked in the middle of the road separate yeah. to that incident. It could be marshals on the track, anything. most importantly. Yeah, marshals on the track. Yeah, absolutely, most importantly. Um, it's. I think he showed a bit of disrespect for the people who are basically yeah, look, looking after him. You know, like the marshals yeah, yeah. are there to keep everyone safe. And if you, you have to respect those guys because they're putting themselves in harm's way. Um, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's all for all in the name of you having a good time driving around this this circuit in your car. So I've got no. Yeah, he's only got himself to blame, really. There hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's quite quite a cut and dry, really, on that. One, yeah, I think. I think so. I mean, part of me at, at the time when it happened, I did. I, I my gut felt like it was a little bit harsh initially but then the more i think about it the more i thought about it as well at the time i've since come to the conclusion that it's not it's not a harsh penalty you just at all. you just can't take risks with safety with something like that can yeah, you yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Like uh, double waved yellows exactly a double waved usually means there's a recovery vehicle or yeah. uh personnel like marshals yeah. etc yeah. on the track rather than a single yellow would just mean the car was there more than likely yeah, yeah. Yeah. so possibly in that scenario He'd have a slight argument, maybe, but maybe, but it's not slowing under yellow flags that ha- has us sort of see unfortunate incidents like what happened in Japan with the recovery truck. Yeah, that was not slowing enough under yellow flags, wasn't it? Ultimately, I think. But yeah, certainly played a huge part of it. Yeah, so I think that no matter what, they've got to take it extremely seriously. Um, yeah. And the the problem that they're going to find is if more drivers keep trying to bend the rules like that, they'll end up with more VCS. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Else, yeah. if I say it right, VSC. VSC yeah, <laughs> I don't know what VCS VCR. is. Virtual safety car for those uh, of you listening who are new. Yeah. To the world of Formula One. I'm sure there aren't many of you. But... And those of you who <laughs> realised I said it wrong and got confused by <laughs> yeah, the fact yeah. that I said VCS, yeah, which yeah. was something completely new to you all. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of haters, Palmer wasn't too pleased <laughs> with Alonso. Don't know how I segued that, but I did. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so going down into turn A... Alonso did appear to push Palmer pretty wide through turn eight. It was well, borderline at best, I think. <laughs> I, he was in a right old huff, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He's been a right grump this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, if you go earlier on into uh, Lacombe's at the top of at the end of the straight, sorry, the chicane, Palmer initially pushes Alonso out wide on the exit yeah. of that anyway before they head into seven and then down to eight. So. If anything, it's only Alonso retaliating for a single In a way, move. yeah. Um, but could he have given him more room? Should he have given him more room? I think so, think? yeah. T- to start with, it was giving him just a car's width, and then as it got to the exit curb, he just sort of opened the steering up a bit. And... Yeah, mm. it, it was on the power when he when he pushed him off. It, it, that, it yeah. was it's yeah. gone way past the apex at that point. It was it was accelerating down the straight, and he just decided and that was to go straight instead of finishing Kind the of the end of Palmer's race as well, wasn't it? Because after yeah. that... Um, who got past him? Kvyat got past him at the same time after he went right wide, and then he sort of just was stuck behind Kvyat for the whole race. Really, yeah, wasn't he just after must that. have munched his tyres. Probably, it's a that. shame because Palmer did have a decent weekend. Um, he was really impressive in qualifying. I think he could have had a. I mean, he could could well have been on for some points, a yeah. point maybe today. I today. think he. <laughs> Why not? Whenever it was, um, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think he would have qualified sixth. Or at least seven, no lower than yeah. seventh. He, he was, yeah, he best, was looking best good for the rest it. until his car car let him down again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so gutted when I saw that. Yeah, I just could not believe it. He's got the worst look, and it's, it, like, it's the first race of the season that they've had equal machinery. Him and Hulkenberg as well. Yeah, and all weekend leading up to qualifying, he he was like three or four temps ahead of Hulkenberg at times. Um, it seems think, like when when he's on it, the car fails him, and when the car works, he's just not quite on it like yeah. day, yeah. 
we've never got the two together to actually see what he can do. Mm. Well, it's like, it's like you say, though, Stu, if you look back at... Um, obviously, they might have been running different schemes through the weekend, but when you look at back at FP1, 2, and 3, Palmer was faster than Hulkenberg in two of those sessions. Um won quite considerably uh, by about sort of half a second or something like that. That was FP3. So, you know, he definitely had pace to take it to Hulkenberg, didn't he? Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it's a shame. Mm. Definite shame. Um, not long after that, they alluded to <laughs> an aforementioned collision mm. of Force Indias occurred. The Force India so, show part two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we returned to the exact same spot, yeah. weirdly, as well, yeah. um, where the Force Indias come together again with Perez, this time purposely squeezing Ocon because there was nobody else involved. It was yeah, just there the was, two of them. There's just no excuse for that. He just he just squeezed him into the wall. Like There's no two ways about it. Ocon was far enough alongside to have claim on a line. I mean, it's, you can argue that from where Ocon was, he was never going to do anything. He would have to have backed off into a rouge or he'd have taken them both out, which with those two may have happened. So, you know, yes, you could argue that Ocon should maybe have already backed out by then, but even so, that's no excuse for your teammate just squeezing you into the wall. Yeah, they need to be smarter, don't they, the pair of them? Yeah. Yep. Um, I, you sort of get the feeling that Perez is getting rattled by Ocon. Oh, definitely, absolutely, definitely. He's got a, he's got an air of uh, Maldonado about him, I think, at the moment. <laughs> Just that, that overly aggressive kind of, you know, yeah, bumptious elbows out kind of driving. But it's only against his teammate, weirdly. Yeah, because he knows that his teammate's the main yardstick, isn't well, it? Yeah, that's, for sure. yeah. I think that's rival. what it is. It doesn't want to be seen to be beaten by him. But I think that Esteban Ocon's comments over the um, the weekend have been interesting because I don't know if you saw it, but he tweeted a video clip of this incident we're talking about at the moment, and uh, he said with the tweet, "Damage limitation today. We were having a good race until Perez tried to kill me two times. Anyway, he didn't manage to do so. Ending up P nine. So it's quite strong, yeah, that yeah. isn't it? Welcome to um, Awkwardville." Popular happy families well, at Force India Towers. Yeah. Since then, the day uh, this was yesterday, so the day after he'd said that, um, he said, "In the heat of the moment, and given the dangerous situation, I was very much upset. Uh, but we will be moving forward, and we are a team. I appreciate my teammate apologising. Uh, we want to work better together. I'm committed to the success of Sahara Force India, and I'm confident that as a team, we will put this behind us to reach even greater levels of success." of success together we have a big challenge ahead of us to keep fourth place and nothing will distract us from that goal see you soon classic 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 backtracking of formula yep. one drivers <laughs> yeah um it's yeah it's it's ridiculous how often they they've been coming together now yeah it's just it's not all it's doing is it's harming the team it's harming them it's harming their prospects in the future. It's it's beyond belief. It's so stupid. Yeah, it, it's bizarre. Yeah, I just can't believe it keeps happening. <laughs> like, well, in, if if Force India have anything to do with it, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, could you believe that though? Do you really believe that th- these two, these one really young charger, another one sort of fighting for his career? I guess. Do you think they're going to let each other go? I don't think so. Well, so Force India have basically said that they're not allowed to race each other anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, what though? Like, what's the. Well, what's the so I can't remember. It, it might have been Bob Fernley, I think. I saw someone after the race basically say that uh, replacing one of their drivers for a race as punishment is not out of the question. So, <laughs> honestly, I think their best bet is to say you no. don't race each other unless you do what we tell you to do. And if you don't, then you're out of the car for the next race. I think that's the only thing they can do mm. with them. Who are they going to put in the car? Um, I'm sure they can. Well, yeah, some. sorry. I'm asking awkward questions now. Aren't I? That we don't necessarily know yeah, I mean, they've got a couple of young drivers. In fact, didn't they? 
Don't they have a young driver that they announced today that's going to be doing some practice sessions for them? <laughs> Funny <is> that. that... <laughs> well, yeah, or is that someone else? <laughs> no, that was Torosso. I know that. Wow. Yeah, I can say I'm wondering if you're thinking of Galil. Um, yeah, he's been told he's going to get some FP1 sessions at Toro Rosso, and I imagine that will be in place of Danny Kvyat. I've not actually read the full article yet, so I'm not properly informed. <laughs> but that would not surprise me if that's the case. I'm just trying to see who they ran in the Hungary test. Uh, it was Russian Formula Three driver Nikita Mazapan and Austrian DTM racer Lucas Ur. Well, they're both their official test drivers. Yeah, so I, that could drag one of those in, I guess. Yeah, yeah Mazapan's got... all right. Mazapan's not a bad driver. Yeah. Yeah. They've got um, Alfonso Schellis as well. He's the other test driver from memory. Um, I think they should start doing that thing where um, they just have their... Whoever it would be that replace them, just have them sat on the pit wall at every race from now on, just sort of looming <laughs> over them, just walking around yeah. the garage. Yeah, yeah. Eyeing up the car. Yeah. <laughs> with, with devil horns on their head. <laughs> <laughs> and a little little pitchfork. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the most eventful point of the race, other than maybe after the that caused the safety car and then in the restart, we saw three wide into Lacombe's at the end of the straight. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Um, with Ricardo, Raikkonen and Bottas going side by side and yeah. unfortunately Bottas ultimately was sandwiched out of that Yeah, it was in the middle and got sandwiched a little yeah, it, I don't know if he made a mistake at some point but you wouldn't expect a Mercedes to be swallowed up by two cars like that, I can only assume he made a mistake further back. I think the, the drag um, I guess they kind of had a Double slipstream effect as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the slipstream a... effect was big down that straight from what I saw. The way oh, that, yeah. yeah, especially like for example, the times where Vettel was getting very close and alongside Hamilton uh, during yeah. things like the restart and the, first, the opening well, lap and things like that. So we have to mention the the restart where Vettel had his best shot at passing Hamilton. I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen what Hamilton said about that afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Go on. Um, because I didn't realise until I watched the replay today, he actually made a massive mistake into yeah. the into turn one. He ran really wide, mm. which let Vettel get up right beside him. So he just, all the way down to Arouge, he was just eased off the throttle to about 90%. So Vettel had to slow down as well, which meant that instead of popping over the top of Arouge and Radion and then sitting in the slipstream, they got to the top and Vettel was already on his gearbox, so he had to move out, and they both had the same uh, drag all the way down the straight. It was... I mean, it's kind of Epic. genius to think that quickly yeah. while you're yeah. doing uh, pushing 200 miles an hour yeah. through a rouge. It's that is what makes a great sports person across any discipline. It's that ability to be creative under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I thought? His restart was quite creative and caught Vettel very much off guard. Yeah, he did a great job. If, of, if uh, it wasn't for the mistake into La Source, he would have probably been away from him and not had to worry at all. But yeah. the way that he sort of he slowed up, he made a move over to the right as though he was making a, a tire warm, you know, right left, and then instead of coming back left, he just put his foot down and went. <laughs> and it caught me off guard. I don't yeah, know yeah, what Vel was thinking, but because I fully expected him to swing back left after that, and he just it, didn't. He just disappeared. I was like, wow, that's smart just it's yeah. really smart do you know what impressed me the most about about that whole thing was the how mm. quickly martin brundle spotted it yeah it, it yeah. was literally within like a tenth of a second him going he was like oh he's gone and then the commentator <laughs> yeah. is just still still catching still talking about it <laughs> weaving it was amazing <laughs> just shows you the difference between a formula one driver and a and a normal human Yep. Yeah. The kind of the restart going up Arouge well reminded me of I can't remember when it was. It was one of Jensen's um McLaren years and he was in the same position Vettel was tucked behind someone. So going up Arouge, he deliberately went offline slightly to get out of the slipstream yeah. to actually slow him down a little bit, then t- so he could tuck back in and get some slipstream over the top. It's like Yeah. Things like that are just Mega. genius. Yeah. So Definitely. cool. So, with that being said, obviously Hamilton takes a win. Uh, Ricardo managed to pick up third because of the um, 
the incidents of them going three wide into the Coombs yeah, and held on did to well third to, after that. Did well to hold on to that, actually, with uh, Raikkonen and Bottas behind him. Yeah, so with that being said, who would you give driver of the day to? Because initially I thought, did anyone other than Hamilton or Vettel deserve it? Did anyone really do much other than those two? Um, I think Hulkenberg did well to finish sixth. I think he started seventh, finished sixth, um, mm. showing that Renault's going the right direction. Yeah. Um, I think Grosjean was super impressive as well, starting 11th to finish uh, seventh, uh, holding off uh, Massa and Ocon behind him. Um, but other than that, you're really looking at the top two, aren't you, I think? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like to try and find someone that's had a particularly good drive of the, of the race. Um, and I think the only candidate other than the top two would probably be Grosjean that you've mentioned. I don't know if you have any differing opinions, Stu. But... Um, for me, I, I, I think really this is one of those occasions where the winner of the race thoroughly deserves the drive of the day yeah. just because I feel like he soaked up all that pressure for, so, for basically the entire race. How, Vettel was on him basically it was never more than like two seconds back uh, of like three more than it was never more than three seconds back I should say and to soak up that kind of pressure from a car that we all know is really good at following um is a is a pretty damn good job if you ask me yeah i think the two things we've just talked about as well the the restart and then yeah the the in intelligence to react to the fact that he'd made that mistake in the source yeah. and yeah. that that adjustment that he made to ensure he kept his position, things like that, probably I, I'd give it to Hamilton just because of things like that as well. It's a champion's drive that for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Are we are we actually unanimous so that we're, we're gonna unanimous. give it Hamilton just with yeah. honourable mentions for the others? Yeah, yeah, I think the others that. are worth a mention. I think I think Ricardo is probably worth a mention as well to get it back up yeah. into first. He keeps banging in those podiums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he sort of sneaks in there, doesn't he? Um, I think probably by virtue of the fact that Raikkonen got his drive through, it's probably his almost yeah, yeah. the safety car kind of gifted him that position, yeah. didn't it? But still, you know, like you you got to be in it to win it, and he put himself there, and he's he's reaping the rewards. Yeah. What about move of the day? Um, personally, I couldn't get the Ricardo around the outside of that three-way fight out of my head. Yeah, um, but there um, is obviously the other things we've talked about, like Hamilton's defence. Um, yeah, and there was another three wide as well, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, on second the lap. So it was Alonso. Alonso went to the outside of Hulkenberg, and then Ocon tried to nip up the inside. I think Hulkenberg lost two places. Actually, Alonso managed to stay in front of the three of them. I thought Hulkenberg ended up in the middle of those three. Maybe you did, memory. yeah. Maybe Ocon's pass didn't quite come off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hulkenberg did manage to hold on and sit in yeah. the middle. But, it, but I think I Ricardo's think Alonso, version of it was more impressive, to be honest. Yeah, Alonso came out the winner of that, but I, for me, I think the Ricardo one was a little more impressive. Yeah, especially with a Renault engine compared yeah. to a mis- fighting a Mercedes yeah, and a Ferrari. Like that's yeah. <laughs> it must have been pretty late on the brakes to make that one stick. Mm. Um, we need to talk about Alonso's race. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because he retired saying his engine wasn't working properly. Yeah, and then Honda had a look at it and went, "Your engine's fine." Yeah. <laughs> Is it just poor performance? Though? I. It's like, this can't be working properly. It's far too slow. No, it it's is like, just that slow, Fernando. You have to wonder, is was there genuinely a problem? Or mm. is this just Alonso saying, I've had enough of this. I want an early shower. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. I think it was done I with I think it, it was, which is disappointing, is really. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like, right after the um, Palmer incident, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was either the same lap that that he came in, or the lap after. It was very, very yeah. close to that well, incident. The thing that makes it so obvious that he retired because he was bored was because right before he retired, he asked what the weather was doing. He asked if there was going to be rain. <laughs> yes, he did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and, um, I never even realised that. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's a dead giveaway. It's just like right, no way, no rain, no chance of making up any places. I'm done. And to be fair, if he if he'd not retired, he would have finished plum last anyway. From what I could see, like 
the way he was just tumbling down the order, down the straight. And I don't know whether yeah. that's... Is, is that him playing games? Is he, you know, is he trying... Because uh, Van Dorn finished 14th, um, which is obviously... It, it's fallen behind Van Dorn at this point. Van Dorn has overtaken him. Um, and I wonder if he was maybe not giving it as much as he could just to prove a point to himself that he needs to find another team. You know what I mean? Like he's almost, he's yeah. almost, it's almost as if he doesn't want to be there anymore, and he's given up. I mean, if you believe the reports, he seemed—he's apparently was given the ultimatum that if Honda are in that car next year, he's not. I, um, I don't blame him. I absolutely. He's don't blame supposedly him. got an offer at Williams on the table as well. I don't know what he's going to do at Williams. I don't imagine he'd be fighting with the Mercedes if he was at Williams. Uh, no, um, he'd have a Mercedes engine. It would be interesting to see where he could put it. I think Renault. I think Renault have said that they're open to having him in the future, but next season is too soon or something like that, which is a strange <laughs> too way of saying it. Maybe because they're saving a seat for Kupitzer. Mm, it, it, yeah. it disturbs their marketing team's plan. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing would be where. Williams are going to get the money to afford him if he goes there. I can imagine Renault having it because it's a works team, but Williams having the money, they've got they've definitely got them not got the money that McLaren and Honda are paying him at the minute. That's for sure. The thing is, though, it's like all of this complaining and going to the teams and stuff is because he's not getting, he's not got the car he wants, he's not getting the results he wants. So is he really going to turn down a better car for money? Well, I suppose there is that, yeah. If it, if the car is genuinely the reason, and if you were a racer that wanted a better car and a better chance at actually working your way up the grid, then I know I would take a pay yeah. cut. To, it's like, well, it's like what Jensen did with the whole yeah. Braun scenario. Like, him and Barrichello were virtually not going to be paid to drive that car but they took it on the risk that it would be a potentially a good car with Ross Braun behind the team yeah. and like just to stay in the sport if, yeah. if anything yeah, um, let much. alone the fact that it was going to be a good car and that's why I like the story of that season because it's, it's not quite an underdog story as such but it's, it's a team that was struggling the drivers have taken a risk to stay in the sport and it's come good for them, which is why I do like that particular season. But yeah. you'd you'd got to hope that Alonso wouldn't be selfish enough to to not go somewhere like that for money reasons, like you say. I think if he left McLaren, I think it'd be the a very very daft thing to do because eventually that Honda engine is gonna be there or thereabouts, even if it takes until the next generation it's like until the year before the next generation of Formula 1 but is he going to wait that long well the thing is Alonso has got a history of leaving Formula 1 teams and then those Formula 1 teams immediately starting to do really really well so I I just think it's where's he going to go he's he's certainly not going to go to another team that's going to win a championship so stay at McLaren where he's probably got more chance of a championship by staying at McLaren than he has going to any other team that will have him. Yeah, well, Williams aren't going to win a championship anytime soon. No. Renault, maybe in the next few years. They're certainly building in that direction. I'd have thought um, McLaren would get there before Renault, though. I would. As, as, as well. long as Honda get in top of, uh, on top of the engine. Well, I, I again, thought, at times, the, the Honda engine looks better than the Renault engine now, to me. But it's the, not the, that far behind anymore. Well, in the opening laps of the race... Alonso outdragged the Renault down the down yeah. the straight. Then again, with Alonso, you've got to wonder if he's just turning everything up to full, even though he's not supposed to. <laughs> well, maybe, but he's done it before. Wouldn't put it past yeah. him to be doing it again. Yeah, I suppose. That's this. It's, 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 it's one of those many factor sort of equations, isn't it? Yep. I, I still think it'd be. I think it'd be silly to leave. I think the. No one else will have him who who have got a potential championship winning car. Unless he can get to Ferrari, that's not a million 
miles out of the question. They're them. never going to have him back, though. Yeah, Vettel's got too much influence over that team now. Well, yeah, so. that that new three-year deal pretty much scuppers anybody that's on in the grid currently of sort of senior drivers, should I say, going there now, I think. Um, like Hamilton said, he's kind of scuppered his yeah, ideal of driving for them before he retires. It'd stop Alonso going there. Um, I don't think you'd get Max or Danny Rick or anyone being offered anything there as good as they might yeah. be. You know, it's, it's, that's it now. I think the next thing yeah. you'd see is somebody that's going to back up Vettel for the next two or three well, years. Yeah, well, that's that's just it. Ferrari have never been a team to have two number one drivers. Have they? no. They've both, no. They're very distinctively always have a number one and number two. And that is why they're leading the championship at the minute. Because they're... Well, that's why Vettel's leading the championship at yeah. the minute. Sorry. Because, you know, he's... He's he's got that rear gunner. Yep. Yep. Speaking of Sebastian, in a, in a sense. Honestly, what the f- are we doing here? We got really sidetracked oh, and didn't do this bit. Yeah, I this think is the this easiest is one of all, isn't it? Easiest one. Yeah, it's the easiest one we've ever done. Oh, well, the the only the only uh, the only difficulty you have is choosing which Force India accident to identify. As the one <laughs> So which are you going to pick, Stu? Oof, um, it's got to be the second one, really, for me. Yeah, like, yeah, and Perez specifically as well. I think. Yeah. Ocon played a small part, but he was largely a passenger in that. They both yep. thought they were Ayrton Senna for a moment at, this, <laughs> at the same time, and that is always <laughs> a bad idea. Two Ayrton Senna's don't go into one corner. <laughs> yeah, I did see someone do that. They were both doing the. I'm going to put my car here, and if you don't yield, we're going to have an accident. And when exactly. two drivers are doing that, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> when two drivers do that, you have an accident. That's the yeah. pro- that is the problem that Force India have got. They're, they're, yeah. I think they're, they're in such a, they've got such beef with one another now that they're always going to take that approach. They're always going to try and elbow the other person out of the way and just make a mess of things because it's like a immovable object meets an unstoppable force. It really is. Is it is it just maybe that they've got such similar level of talent and similar driving styles? Like they are just too similar. I don't know. I think Ocon's better than Perez, man. You think? Yeah, yeah. Especially given it's his first year, he's doing a lot better than Perez ever did in his first year. I'm so tempted to press this button right now. Which button? <laughs> you asked. Been a while. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not offended Bruno Senna for ages. Yeah. Um, oh, but now we're going to. <laughs> who are we talking? Perez or Ocon? Ocon. Both or of both. them. Or both. both. Um, I think they're both better than him, but I think they were more better than him earlier in the season. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're both equally better than him, or do you think one of them is better than him than the other is? Um, <laughs> Great sentence. Yeah, you're right. Welcome. You're welcome. We're on fire here. Grammar.com. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the drivers' championship. Is what I'm gonna do. Um, and use that to aid my answer. <laughs> no, the yardstick here is Bruno Senna. <laughs> Honestly, the drivers' championship. Honestly, if I was a team manager, I'd take Ocon over Perez right now. Yeah, me too. Hundred times over for sure. There you go. Then it's official. <laughs> they, they are better than Bruno Senna, but Ocon is more better than Senna <laughs> than Perez is. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great, great, great. Can we can we talk predictions now? Yes. No. Yeah. No. Actually, no. <laughs> I just realised why you want to from 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 never wanting to move on to predictions for the last like three races. Now you suddenly cannot wait. Do you know what? I honestly, honestly, I'm still mostly annoyed because if I'd have had a sensible guess at Raikkonen, I could have had a clean sweep this week. Like you know fourth. What? Fourth is a classic Raikkonen prediction, and I decided to go crazy and say seventeenth. Well, <laughs> in fact, yes. there was. At one point, there were 17 cars winning, and I was like, yes, if Raikkonen retires right now, that's a clean sweep. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Here we go. From, uh, I guess, from the the newest... Is this a new person? 
Yes, there's yeah. a new person in here. There's um, a debutante. So we have a debutante um, anywhere but here, or anywhere BH, as we've abbrevi- abbreviated. Um, <laughs> uh, they've opened up on two points, getting both fastest qualifier and winner correct uh, in picking Hamilton. Everyone picked Hamilton for fastest qualifier. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how to get through this. Shall I go up the points, or sh- shall I pick... So go whatever, whatever you think's best, you do think, it. However you want to. I think it's easy to, just to go. I think it's easy to go up the order. So uh, Craig Mitchell has gone from four points to seven points. He correctly guessed Hamilton as the fastest qualifier and the fastest winner, and he got the random driver result correct, which was Raikkonen finishing fourth. Um, Ika has gone from seven point five points to nine point five points. She guessed Hamilton for pole, and uh, the number of finishes at sixteen correctly. Um, Paul Kelsall has gone from 9 points to 13 Paul guessed Hamilton Hamilton for fastest qualifier and a win uh, he got the number of finishers right at 16 and he got the random driver right at fourth it, he did guess Palmer which wouldn't, wasn't a bad guess for first no. DNF Te- technically speaking he is closer to the clean sweep than yeah. Chris <laughs> alright so. there has so. to be something I think so um, that is four was our highest, yeah, isn't it? I think three and a half was our highest pre- before this week. I, yeah, yeah. I genuinely think that that's life got four, but I would have to go back. It was yeah. Silverstone weekend because we were commenting on the fact that they were there, sat at Club Corner, <laughs> and that's the reason they did so yeah. well is because they were they were physically there and they literally tweeted their guesses <laughs> in right before qualifying started as they were watching it. So. Um, Speaking yeah. of Dat's life, they've moved from 13.5 points to 14.5 points with a solitary point this week from guessing Hamilton would be the fastest qualifier. They had Raikkonen for the win, Grosjean for uh, first DNA. It's their, their worst week in a while, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It uh, is. F- 15 finishes, not a terrible guess, 15 finishes, and uh, Raikkonen for second, which... Um, this- there's some hedge, Opt- optimistic, uh, some bet hedge in there because you've got yeah. Raikkonen for the win and Raikkonen random driver second. That's yeah. either a mistake or they're hedging <laughs> some bets. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris skyrockets from twelve points to sixteen uh, points, yes. having guessed <laughs> correctly guessed the fastest qualifier and the winner Hamilton, the first DNF being Verline, and the number of finishers uh, at. 16 and Chris did actually text me at one point saying that he was a Raikkonen retirement away from yep. a yeah. win. So annoyed at myself for being yeah. ridiculous and saying 17th. Yeah, I mean, yep. yeah, I mean, crazier things have happened though, Chris. So crazy things have happened um, that does put you one point behind me. I go from 14 that. to 17 points. Um, <laughs> I guessed Hamilton for the fastest qualifier. Bottas for the win, stupidly. Um, <laughs> for, first DNF, not so stupidly to be Kvyat. Uh, <laughs> Even though finished, he finished. Yeah, he did quite well, actually, didn't he? <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Finished 17th. <laughs> Was he last on the road? Oh, no. Hang oh, no, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the Drivers' Championship. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it was 12th. 12th, he finished. 12th, he finished. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't have been... I was a rubbish guess, wasn't it? Um... <laughs> There was, yeah, I guess 16 finishes and I had Raikkonen for fourth. I was one of three people to get that right. Uh, and Tom. Tom got Hamilton for the win and for fastest qualifier and they were his two points. Yeah, A poor got... week for our championship leader. Yeah, I'm still five point, no, four points clear at the top. Claude, so Claude, Claude one in on you though, Tom. Yeah, he's pulled got, one in. Got pulled my eyes on, on the prize. <laughs> Other than that, um, whatever that prize may be, <laughs> other than the first DNF, that's a sea of green on that table, isn't it? That's a yeah, yeah. There's a, a solid week of predictions green. from everyone. Really is good work. I, good work. I feel team. disappointed in myself because obviously I went for Ericsson first DNF. I just picked the wrong Sauber. I was 15 for the number of finishes and fifth for Raikkonen, so I was like one off on everything. <laughs> it's really irritating, especially when Chris glows like he does. So I think I'm being fairly restrained <laughs> under the circumstances. <laughs> you are. I'm just a sore loser. <laughs> so, um, shall we make some predictions for next week? The yes, Italian already back to back races. Yeah. So, oh, before we do, I've, oh, do you want a couple of random stats? From oh, yes, Spa? please. Go yep. on then. 
Fastest pit stop was Mercedes, a 2.35. Uh, Williams were only fourth, which I think is the worst they've been all season. That's because May that will... Guy Mar... Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. May <laughs> have something to do with the fact that uh, celebrity <laughs> motorbike sorry. racer and mechanic Guy Martin was... <laughs> I just completely ruined your stat. Which... I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 and which, to be fair to him, like... It didn't look like just some like publicity stunt thing. Like he was properly, he spent the whole weekend with them. He drove down with the mechanics in the lorry. He like rigged up the garage. He was part of the pit stops. I think he wasn't doing any interviews because he was too busy being a mechanic. <laughs> um, I can only assume there's some sort of Channel Four documentary <laughs> being made. But yeah, it's got he's, he's done the one about his bikes. He's done about his life on a canal boat, and now it's as a mechanic in the team. <laughs> He's done stuff with the um, Channel 4 F1 guys before, so I assume it will be. Uh, um, be. Number of overtakes, any guesses? I think a lot. But I don't. I wouldn't, I couldn't hazard a guess as to how many. I'd say at least 50 on-track overtakes, including DRS overtakes. Any advance on 50? 71. Oh, you went too far. 60. 60 overtakes. Oh, yes! Uh, of which 24 uh, with DRS. And Half so marginally too far that you are nearer than me, Stu. Damn! <laughs> That's right. That's why I, I cheered so I love how competitive so we get on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, any more um, stats? I think that's about all we've got. Four safety car laps. Uh, that's 45 yeah. laps behind the safety car this season to date. Yeah. Too, too many, I think, as well. <laughs> they, they could have had them in way sooner than what they did. Yeah, quite possibly. Anyway, on to Monza. Yeah, anyways, Monza. Shall we make some predictions? Tom, you uh, did the worst last week, so out of the first, <laughs> so uh, you can be the first to predict this week. Last year, Hamilton had pole and Rosberg won. Hamilton that helps. <laughs> Hamilton, yeah, that's sensible. Oh, where's my mouse gone? There it is. I'm going to say Hamilton, obviously, as well. And Chris, I've no doubt you'll go for Hamilton. Oh, oh yeah, obviously. Obviously, who's going, going to win full, though? Full ham again. Yeah, uh, you can go first this time. I'll go first this time. Um, I'm going to go Hamilton as well. I'm going to be hopefully sensible. Chris, double ham for me. Double ham. Can we make it a triple ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> as boring as it is, I will also say Hamilton. Ham. If we win together, we lose together. That's, That's how it. this works. Live by the sword, die <laughs> if by I pick, If I pick the same as you guys for everything, you can't ever catch me. That's <laughs> true. That's a philosophy that right there. <laughs> we should, um, That's true. We should start making him choose last for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, you've got to fit, pick the first. First DNF. <sighs> there's always a lot of turn one incidents at Monza. Um, hmm. And if there's going to be anyone involved in one of those turn one incidents, it's going to be Kvyat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is true. I can't imagine the. Are you? Are you? Is Kvyat yours then? Yeah. Yeah. Kvyat. Uh, Tom. Um, I was thinking similar, so I'm gonna say Max Verstappen. Verstappen. Oh. He does crash into people sometimes. Either that, or his car will fail or, or again. His, yeah, his engine will pop, or his, his engine will will carefully switch itself off so as not to blow up. Um. I am going to go for. Uh, I'm going to go Pascal Verline again. Mm, not a bad chap. Um, he's had he's not had a great season. I don't think Pascal. No. Verlein. And it is my turn to go first for a number of finishes. And I'm going to stick. Uh, we had to four my... retirements last year. And I'm going to stick to sixteen as my safe bet, as I have been. Uh, Chris. Mm, I'm going to go. F- 15 I think 15 and Tom I'm going to be slightly more optimistic and say 17, 17. I think I might have hmm, I'm already doubting there myself were, there, there were four way. retirements last year wasn't there yeah, yeah. four so yeah mm. uh, your random driver this week is one Sergio Perez ooh ooh Perez <laughs> the question is will you have hit his teammate or not <laughs> <laughs> It's it's actually very Tom. Your you, it's your turn for first of this one, mate. Um, it's very difficult because obviously they're quite unpredictable. Yeah, that's a really tough one. Do you know if somebody gets it bang on now, it renders that comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last um, year he finished eighth, so 
this season the f- when he does finish, he finishes around the yeah. sixth, seventh, eighth. I was well I was going to go for seventh. That was going to be my contribution to this section. Seventh. Um I am gonna go based on his most recent races. He's getting a lot of eighth ninths. Um seven, eight, nine, seven, nine, eight. I'm gonna <laughs> go eighth. I'm also going to go 7th 7th, oh wow look at you two, little, little chum buddies there with your <laughs> identical predictions um, I mean you're part of the triple ham as well that's true, <laughs> that is true the triple double Yeah, the triple double ham <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, who is playing the new Formula 1 game me and me uh, in fact my racing seat is awkwardly wedged next to my desk chair as we speak, so I can you have a go straight back to playing seat? it. Yeah, I'm coming so do I. after this. You None of that controller yeah, nonsense. You live 200 miles away, though, Chris. Uh, uh, Tom, <laughs> you're getting confused now. <laughs> I, live, yeah. I live about 200 meters yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If that, um, <laughs> so I can be at Chris's in his racing seat much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> That is definitely. I'd, re- true. I'd recommend that. Yeah. Um, what? Um, are, any thoughts on the game? It's. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, the new cars feel really, really good fun to drive. Yeah, I agree. With um, you. Especially, I don't know what a controller's like, but certainly with the wheel, if they feel awesome. Um, Where are you at assist wise? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> nothing. Gonna put, gonna You've got nothing on. Live. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I no, I went straight at the deep end, no assists. Um not oh, even wow. any traction control. Nope, nothing. Nice. Which one. last year's game was nightmarish because yeah. the slight snap of the rear end and you were gone. There was nothing. Whereas with this you can you can feel it going and you can actually like save slides and stuff. It just everything feels a lot more predictable is not necessarily the right word, but you certainly feel more in control of the car, I think. You can you can tell the extra grip that comes with the extra downforce yeah. and the wide tyres and everything. I think exactly the same. Um, uh, last last year's game, I I run with all the assist off on just about every game I play when it comes to driving games. But last year's F one, I couldn't do it with the traction control completely off. I had to have it on that no. middle ground medium setting where it's not completely on, but it gives you some support. Um, which yeah. meant I couldn't play the proper pro mode that they got the pro career. Yeah. Uh, whereas the, at least this year I might be able to have a go at that. Yeah. So what um, what level of AI difficulty do you go for? I think mine's on seventy or eighty or something like that. It's fairly high up the slider. That's that's pretty damn good. I think I started mine on sixty, and I'm just like gradually incrementing it as I go, sort yeah. of thing. Mine mine I, picked I, mine up from last year when I loaded the game. Yeah, oh, which is nice. Take up all your settings from before. Yeah, yeah it, it recognises um, the save file. And yeah. I wouldn't know that it does that because I haven't played a Formula 1 game since 2010. <laughs> and this is the first one I've bought since then. And me oh my, it's good. It's a lot better. A lot. <laughs> a long way. A long old yeah. way. Um, the cars do feel great. I'm using a controller, um, but the cars do feel great with the controller you, you can really push them and you you know you you, you, you do it's a lot they're a lot more savable than they were yeah yeah definitely um i do find that a little bit weird though because if you remember from what we watched earlier in the season maybe not so much now now the drivers are on top of them but initially at the start of the season it seemed to be that once a car reached a certain point in a in a back end kick out it just went all the way around, and there was nothing they could do to stop it. Yeah. Well, that's I do feel like when it, when it does go, when you do lose it, they seem quite heavy. So it, yeah, I find that it's it's almost once it starts to once you get past a certain point, it's impossible to bring it back. And that point is much sooner than I've known it be in other racing games. But I don't know how much of that is by nature of it being Formula One, and how much mm. of it is by it being me being crap at driving <laughs> <laughs> um i think honestly it's like the, you know they've been making these games for a number of years now and i think they are now obviously got to a point where i can start adding in all these sort of extra details and it's the little things that make it for me like 
like the fact that the AI is now a instead of the difficulty being like five or six options, it's now a slider that goes from zero to 110, yeah. so you can yeah. just increment your difficulty. They've been playing um, Project Cars, haven't they? Yeah, clearly. Um, and then like using a wheel, um, the last couple of games, it was pretty much, you, it recognised your wheel and said, this is your button layout, whereas now it's completely customizable and it even recognizes all the additional things that some wheels have. So I've got the Logitech um, G29. So I've got like... <laughs> brake bias um, map to the little dial on the thing and I've got my uh, engine mapping on the little plus and minus down the bottom and stuff like that and it's just kind of it just yeah. feels that much more authentic when you can do touched, things like that I've not even touched any of that yet um, I've only I've only played for like an hour and a half I've not even done a race <laughs> yet I've just been qualifying and practicing because obviously it takes time yeah. to get to get into it yeah. and get into the swing of it and how they how it controls and stuff but I am about to start my first qualifying session after this podcast, so I will let you know. How, I'll let you know in the comments how it goes. <laughs> the other thing that caught me out is that um, they've added like more manual controls to the pit stops. So if you haven't turned anyway, you have to manually turn on and off the pit limiter. You have to yes. pull in the clutch and drop the, get the revs ready and watch the light and drop the clutch to leave your pit box and stuff which is the first time i didn't realize that was happening and the light went green and i just sat there and went what, what's happening why haven't i gone <laughs> yeah i had i had the same thing for the very first time i pulled out of the pits in fp1 it was like disengage the pit limit and i'm like how i didn't have to do that last year where is the button <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah i like i changed view and looked behind me and went up and down the gears a few times like, oh there it is yeah, it's really yeah. I'm working my way up to all of that. <laughs> I've yeah. got it on the most. And all that stuff is automatic for me. I'm not messing around with that yet. And I think the other thing worth mentioning is the classic cars as well. Yes. We we kind of mocked them that a lot of the classic cars were like the 2010 Red Bull and the 2008 yeah. McLaren stuff. But honestly, some of the more modern cars are so much fun to drive. Ooh. The um, the Alonso's Championship Renault, the, what is it, 2006 one is it, I think? Yeah. That really? is so much fun to drive. Really? Yeah, mm. that and the um, the '98 McLaren as well, which is like one of my favorite seasons of all time. The the Hakkinen Championship yeah. years. Yeah, that yeah. is oh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So much fun. How so how not, long have you guys been playing? I've only spent the probably a little bit longer than you. I've got it on full sessions, and I'm about to hit qualifying. So I've done like FP one, uh, two, right. and three in God, you had a Australia. Bit more time than me. But I've, hmm. I've. What's that? That's like an hour. I yeah, think in the game it's an hour. it's an hour in each session. Even though in reality it's well, some of them are ninety minutes. But yeah, in the game, I think like... they're an hour each. So, <clears throat> but I have like proper start to finish those sessions. So I've I'll probably spent about three hours on it. Um, I got home after a trip away at the weekend on a Monday night and thought I'll I'll plug it in give it a quick go uh, next thing it was midnight and I'd just finished my first race in the career so I do that all the time Oops. in this, these games yeah wow uh, I mean worth noting that it's as is the case with most Codemasters games there are a lot of little niggly issues um, I've seen people online with much bigger issues than what I've seen but they've they seem to be getting better as the years go on of patching these problems out quite quickly the best i've just really i've just sorry i've just realized something hilarious um i was i, I am playing as esteban ocon <laughs> and oh, I'm, well, I'm playing as uh as myself but in esteban ocon's car and i've got a five place grid penalty at the start <laughs> of the next race because of a certain sergio perez driving into me during a practice session, <laughs> they so gave me the penalty. So it's not just Ocon then; it's no. it's any teammate. And that's why I hate Sergio Perez. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the best oh. feature of that new game is? Is if you go in the tutorial videos that teach you things <laughs> about the game, on the tutorial labeled starts, the opening line from Anthony Davidson is. A race can't be won at the start or the first corner, but it can certainly be lost, at which point it zooms in on Daniel Kvyat sat on the grid. <laughs> and I think whoever at Codemasters made that decision, along with whoever at Codemasters decided to put a blowing up McLaren in to advertise the fact that there are now 
a lot more mechanical failures. Whoever those two <laughs> people are, unless they're one and the same, is genius. <laughs> yep. Because they know Formula One. Exactly. It's also genius that they've got Anthony Davison talking about people not winning races. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, also, also a little pro tip that I wish I'd known before I started my career. Um, you are best off to put all of your resource points into reliability at the start. Ah, that's good knowledge. Otherwise, apparently, you end up with lots of penalties towards the end of your first season. And I think I'm going to uh, restart. Day. I put all of mine into an engine upgrade and a new floor on my car. So I'm going to have a nice fast car that is at the back of the grid because of all the penalties. Oh, a bit like well. Max Verstappen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Apt, almost. Yeah. No, they're in Formula E. Three. <sighs> well, right. now that the video game review section's complete. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's remember that we're a motorsport podcast and not a video game podcast yeah yeah you're welcome to come over to the video game podcast as well if you want <laughs> sometime <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i love how you've just remembered that i do that Stu. yeah yeah it's just like we're almost in this is your dream podcast formula is, one game yeah that is it it's just like dedicated to <laughs> you the f1 go for game another hour after this <laughs> <laughs> well i was just gonna i was just gonna add and point on to the fact that we're talking about the game just the fact that formula one Esports now is a thing, which uh, yeah. is basically for those who aren't gamers or people who just don't understand what I'm talking about when I say esports. It's basically virtual championships. So they will be using the new Formula One game, um, and anyone can register to take part. The fastest forty people will then go head to head in London um, in October. That will be then narrowed down to 20 people and they will race in a virtual tournament in Abu Dhabi during the Grand Prix weekend to decide the first ever Formula Esports champion, well, Formula One Esports champion, which I think is pretty cool. That And it, yeah, all endorsed really cool. by Formula One and Liberty Media and whoever else. It's, it's all something that they've decided to bring in in association with the game, which I think is pretty cool. It's a very easy win that they've uh, finally yeah, yeah. started to take on board. It's good. Well, it, I can't wait for something, some kind of bug in the game to make a massive difference to the result yeah. of the final and there'll be lots oh, of complaints. Gosh, that'd be bad. Kind of like happened with uh, the Formula E race, actually, when Formula E did their um, oh, yeah. eSports thing. There yeah. was some ridiculous bug and they ended up having to uh, change the winner after they'd done the podium yeah, ceremony and happen. everything. Wasn't there a it time where, where where the amateur beat everyone as well, but then they um, they stripped him of his win for some reason? Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was um, oh, that was it. He got fan boost, I think, um, and instead of getting fan boost for like five seconds, he got it for the entire rest of the race. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just constantly boosting, so he won by. Some margin. <laughs> yeah, <that's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> and they had this really awkward podium with the guy who came second just looking livid and he nearly refused to get on the podium. <laughs> it was oh, so awkward. Oh yeah. dear. It was it was funny oh. but bad at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. But yeah, just Sorry. just an interesting side note into the word of Formula One keeping up with the times. Yeah, finally. Mm. Yeah, good yeah, mo- yeah, good finally. move for them considering that I've noticed that Things like people playing FIFA on consoles is now being televised on Sky Sports on the football channels. That was a weird moment wow, when I saw really? that. Yeah, wow. I was watching. BBC Three have got it on eSports as well. Yeah. I was um, I was watching a bit of Rocket League on BBC Three the yeah. other day. Yeah, they've got it on Sci-Fi as well. Th- this podcast is at risk of becoming a TV schedule at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, worth saying though, if anyone listening is also playing F1, we've got. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation covered between us. So if anyone, yeah, if anyone wants to play, listening, ever wants to play with us, I will be starting an Xbox season. If anyone is interested in that, and I'm sure you guys could run a PlayStation season. Yeah, I think we should. I think Chris and I should really cool, uh, yeah. have a little championship together. Let us know if you're interested. Fun. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. would they get in touch with us to let us know they're interested, guys? They can tweet all of us at Back of the Grid F1. Should know this. Yes. Back of the Grid F1 on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at TNM Chris. Stu is on Twitter at Stu underscore PX. And Tom is also on Twitter. 
<laughs> That's Tom King 89. There we go. Found it. So, scratching around looking for an old document. To um, you can also look at our website, which is backofthegrid.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram and all those things. Just search Back of the Grid and you will find us. I think that's everything isn't it yeah yeah so and send your predictions um yeah tell us what you think is going to happen at monza we want your fastest qualifier winner first dnf number of finishers and where sergio perez will finish or not finish hmm. um and you can get involved in the league and maybe win a prize we've had we had two four out of five this week so the uh the clean sweep is a possibility and we'll have a prize if someone manages it so yeah absolutely and also we should post our um respective playstation and xbox names so people can find us to play with us if they do want to do that we shall tweet and we should do that as well yeah yes um and on that note um i guess it's time to say goodbye join us in not in italy because we won't actually be in Italy. we won't be in italy yeah well i might be actually i might be in italy so oh oh right yeah well, thanks for inviting us in I, I in Monza be, or a different part of Italy? Well, I will be in a part of Italy, whether that's at Monza <laughs> or not. Can you I have, please, haven't decided yet. But. Can you please go and watch the race in a bar somewhere and put on your Mercedes hat? <gasps> oh! Yes. That is a brilliant... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I will I'll live tweet yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, like live stream it. Facebook yeah, Live, yeah. Periscope, oh, whatever you want. I'm, absolutely what? definitely going to do that. Live stream you getting beaten to a pulp by the Defoe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, even better if I go to uh, <laughs> if I go to Monza with it with it on. If I go go to Monza wearing full Mercedes garb, then oh, uh, dear, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, so join us not in Italy, but you know after Italy, and uh, we'll be discussing all things about the race. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of drama, plenty of conflict, plenty. If of... I ever go to Monza, I'm going to buy a Ralph Schumacher T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Chris is just doing his best to derail this podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, just, what? The just... best of the Schumachers, right? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're going. We're going. It's time to go. Okay. Thanks for having us. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Tune never get. I really love that tune. Um, <laughs> the right shambles. That was just absolute chaos, wasn't it? At the end there, I don't know what happened. I love how we. Were, I was looking at the time, thinking, "Oh, we've got about fifteen minutes to fill to get a normal episode, and now we've run over by about 10. <laughs> <laughs>